0: Sometimes disguising something really helps make it all better. I am thinking about when I was younger and I had to take medicine. I can remember when my mom would crush up a pill and mix it in my oatmeal because I either hated swallowing the pill or I couldn't stand the way that it tasted. Now, I remember another time when one of my friends first blended a vegetable that I did not care for (laughs) kale into a smoothie. And only revealed that that vegetable was inside of the smoothie after I already consumed the whole thing, saying that I would never, ever in my life eat kale. So when thinking about that, both of those things, the medicine and the kale, had great benefits for me, even if I had very stern feelings about both of them. So this is kind of like writing. Students may not cheer for the actual writing block set aside for writing time, but if you can work it into other areas where they will least expect it, you might find that they will have no problem taking the bait. So today we are going to cover ways to sneak writing into different content areas in different parts of your day. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. Now, one of the things that I pride myself most in when it comes to writing is finding ways to disguise it so that I am having students practice sentence structures, writing questions, writing descriptively, paragraphs, using quotation marks, whatever it is, without them even knowing it. If you are new here, you may not know my background and my teaching experience, so let me briefly tell it to you. I have taught kindergarten, second grade, and fourth grade before starting a role as an interventionist, where I then serviced all grades kindergarten through fifth grade. And I can sit here and wholeheartedly say that the only grade that did not give me pushback, that I did not experience a lot of the tears and frustration when it came to writing, was kindergarten. (laughs) I have only taught in Title I schools, so students in my classes did not always have access to resources and to opportunities. So I am speaking from having experience with students entering my classroom with gaps in their learning, and due to that, I oftentimes would get the ultimate pushback whenever it came to writing, and this would just be in general, in the purest form. So today we're gonna dive into some ways to sneak writing in, especially into other content areas where your students will least expect it, and you can be able to practice some of these skills outside of your actual writing block. So the first thing I'm gonna dive right into is going to be the idea of double-dipping. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, I left off with this idea, so I wanted to be sure to begin with this idea for this week. So when I mention double dipping, I mean that this is going to be where you can teach one subject or one content area or one topic, but you're also keeping in mind, how can I embed writing into this? And that way you're doing both at the same time. So examples of this are going to be if you're teaching math, if you're teaching science, if you're teaching social studies. And even if you specifically are not responsible for those, you can still support your partner teacher by bringing up you know, a topic or asking them what they're learning about and then having them write to that. So I'm an examples person, so I'm just gonna do my best to go through a couple of examples to try to make it visual for you. Let's say that you are doing something with science and you had a science article that you're referencing or maybe you're actually watching a video or doing an experiment. Well, you could have your students write out the steps to that experiment that they did they could also write a prediction of what they think would happen, and then they can follow it up with what actually happened and if their prediction was right or not. And so off the top of my head, I am thinking about any types of topics like moon phases. They can talk about, you know, what are the different moon phases? Just have them write it out. You could think about if you're teaching global warming, they can be able to talk about the the effects of that on the environment or... If you're doing some type of volcano experiment, then that can be somewhere where they can be able to write the steps of what's happening and what the effects were of that experiment. So those are just ways that you can be able to take science one step farther and have them write about what they're actually doing. But because they're in science class, they're not really recognizing that they're actually writing. So this is a great way to sneak it in there. Now, I have also, something about me and my teaching experience is, except for one year, I have taught all subjects. In Georgia, it was just teaching second grade, just teaching kindergarten. But when I got to Texas and I was teaching second grade and then fourth grade, they called it self-contained because the other way to teach it, which would be someone does math science and someone does ELA and social studies, they called that departmentalized. And I had never heard that before until I went to Texas. So I'm coming from a classroom where I taught all subjects. And so I had the responsibility of also teaching math. And so anytime we would do math, we would solve the problem. I would always find ways to embed a little bit of writing into it. So for example, let's say that we were working on conversions or measurement or whatever the word problem was. Maybe it was about taking the ingredients and converting it to make lemonade, whatever. They would then solve the actual math problem. We would check that and that would be good to go. But then after that, I would ask them a follow-up question like, when is the time that you've made lemonade before? Or how would you make lemonade? What are the steps to that? Or what's your opinion about lemonade? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Tell me why. So as you can imagine, these writing opportunities are super quick. They did not make it to where it was taking up pages and pages of a piece of paper, but also students did not have to walk it through the writing process, so it was designed to be really quick, and students loved being able to write about that math problem, and they were not even recognizing that they were actually writing to a specific genre, so that is a way that you can embed it for math. Just every now and then sprinkle in a prompt, especially if it can lend itself well to that problem. And then when thinking about social studies, I would oftentimes, this is an easy way to do it, just having them read about someone. If it's a biography or if it's a certain topic that they're learning about in history, you can simply just have them write down a fact or two about that person or that topic as an exit ticket. And so, You're not telling them, hey, I need you to write a whole essay or paragraph. You can just say, hey, I actually just want you to make a bulleted list. That means that you don't even have to write in complete sentences. I just want you to share two facts that you've learned or that you can remember from what you just learned about and that's what I want you to write on this sticky note or this piece of paper. And so you could also do something very easy in general That kids can often do, and that's going to be the skill of making connections. And so now you're not only just teaching social studies, but you're embedding reading skills and you're embedding writing skills all together, making it transdisciplinary. So you could have them write about that person, a connection to that person or a connection to that topic in history. And you could also have them do compare and contrast about then versus now. So there are so many ways that you can start embedding these writing opportunities, but the whole idea is that you have to make it quick and you almost have to do the reverse by telling them, I only want you to do one thing. No, no, no. I know that you might have 10 things that you want to share, but I only want you to write down three. And so it's kind of like this reverse psychology where they're like, oh yeah, I do have 10 things, but... Three is so much less than 10, and then they're going to do it for you. So as you can see in those examples, these are ways that you can involve additional writing into your day, and that's going to enhance your students' experience with writing, and it's connected to other content areas, and so it's showcased in a very, very different way for your students. You can also sneak this in with creativity. Now, something I love doing is allowing for a variety of genres to enter your classroom for student exposure. And so one of the ways that I ended up finding this method was, if you're new here, you don't know this probably, but if you know me, you know that I love national days. I will constantly figure out what can I celebrate today, and I will go out in the world and do it. So I often would share this with my students, and they picked up that I loved it. And so one day I realized, you know what? I'm going to create writing prompts connected to these national days. And before you know it, when they're entering the classroom, we have an intentional writing opportunity right there in the beginning at the start our day, but it's connected to a national day. It's not even mentioned to be like this is writing time. So, I gained this buy-in of them because they were curious about the days in history and then they were eager to respond because there was a variety of prompts available and they had a choice. So this was the perfect way to get the writing in by way of a different interest. And I actually have a free resource for you that gives you a sample of these prompts. So no matter which month you are in right now when you're tuning in, there's a sample for every month and you can use these at any time. It doesn't have to just be the exact day or the exact month. Like during the summer, students are not even in school, so during August and September, I actually like to bring in the June and July sets of writing prompts, and I make those available as extra exploration. And kids will take the bait. They want to know what were these national days, and then because there's just a variety of ideas connected to them, they will choose something and write. So you can go ahead and download your free copy using the link in my show notes. It'll be there for you. Grab those free writing prompts. Are your students feeling bored, disengaged, and lacking confidence when it comes to writing? Are you feeling defeated and stressed because you just wanna be the best writing teacher ever, but can't find the time to create simple writing routines, or even maximize the small chunks of time that you have in your day? What if I told you that I have a solution and that this solution will result in your students wanting to write? You heard correct. No more forcing them to take out their pencils. They will be begging you for more time. Writing Made Simple is a writing membership that supports teachers like you by giving you creative writing routines that will have your students writing without them even knowing it. Each month, you will be supplied with writing routines, an easy lesson plan with support and extension ideas, exemplars to model with, and templates that are print and go. Best part, we are keeping it simple. So carve out 5-10 to minutes and let these routines lead the way. Visit theliteracydive.com slash join to learn more. You can also sneak in writing with the materials that you are using. So when I say this, I mean this is your time to bring out your sticky notes, to bring out your index cards, to start using your AsterWrites colorful paper, construction paper, any types of non-traditional paper, using iPads, writing on desk with Expo markers, using clipboards instead of just the desk to write. This is a great way to practice writing and having students respond in short form by way of all of these different materials. Case in point, if you know me, you know I love sticky notes because those tiny squares, you can actually fit a lot on it, but honestly, that tiny square is so non-threatening to students. They feel like that tiny thing is like, oh yeah, I can write on that and no no big deal. And so if you can start using and utilizing some of these different types of materials, They're not going to even connect it to the actual writing time where you have the writer's workshop notebook and the writing paper and the publishing paper. Even if you're using a template, if you want to use a template or writing paper, you can print that on colorful paper and it automatically looks different. You can also shrink it down in size on the copier and even not having it to be a standard size of paper looks different and students react differently to it. So all of this truly helps when it comes to being sneaky and just by the materials that you're using, you can be able to allow students to have this whole different experience with writing that looks different from their writer's workshop block. You can also sneak this writing in by questioning. This is where you can ask questions and just make it exciting for kids to want to answer. Now, I love doing this by a writing routine called What If Writing. And this can be connected to any content area. It can be connected to any topic, or if you don't want to connect it to a topic that you're exploring, you can actually just make it completely random. I like to keep it simple. So, again, pull something that you're already doing, make a question about it, or just do something random. Keep it simple. You can write it on the board. And what I love doing about writing it on the board is that as you start just walking over to your board and you start writing, the classroom is going to become quiet because they have no idea what you're doing. They're going to be trying to read what you're writing and then you could already kind of hook them into like what's happening. So I like to find random times where I can just stop what I'm doing and go write on the board and it's a what if question. And this is going to involve students to come up with their answer, and every single student will be able to respond because there is no right or wrong answer to this. And so some of the examples that you could try are asking a random question like, what if there were eyes in the back of people's heads? Or what if the moon was made of cheese? Or what if we had no trees on planet Earth? So, by you asking these questions and just writing it on the board, you're going to allow your students to come up with what they would say by using the reverse. If there were no trees on the earth, or if there were no trees on planet earth, then they could be able to share what they think would happen as a response. And so, this is a great way of getting them to respond, getting them to write sentence structures, but also engaging them in topics that are connected to content or that are just completely random but all kids are going to want to answer. And I'm going to warn you that with this one, you need to have some time where kids can share because every child's hand is going to shoot up in the air because they're going to want to share what they wrote down on their sticky note or on their piece of paper. Now, you also could take it one step further and you can involve students in this. You can ask them to come up with their own "what if" questions and they can submit them to you. And that way, any time that you just have two or three minutes, you can pull one of those questions from wherever you're keeping them and you can just write it on the board and let students engage with that. So you can sneak it in by questioning. And you could also sneak in writing by way of partners. So instead of thinking about independent work all the time, let students buddy up, let them pair up or work in a small group. This is great for experiments because kids can be able to write out the steps and they can actually help each other to make sure nothing is missed. And they can start embedding those transition words. They could also write the outcome of that experiment together. They could explain how to solve a problem. So if you're thinking about math, they can be able to go a step farther with that. They can make posters that are sharing information, no matter if it's history or if it's science or if it's going to be explaining another topic for people who are going to come and visit the classroom. They can show their knowledge by using digital tools, by making presentations. That is still a form of writing. They have to write out that script. They have to write out those words to make the slides to present whatever the topic is that they want to share about. So by opening up this whole other world of writing and different ways that they can be able to share their knowledge... That's going to be a great way that you can sneak in writing by way of these other presentation methods. So, as you can see here, I love it. I love sneaking in writing however you can. And sneaking writing into your day and within these other content areas ends up being pretty fascinating and pretty addicting. When you watch on as students are writing, it is going to fuel your soul hearing the feedback from your students about what their favorite part of the day was and maybe it's that writing routine you did or being able to watch on and seeing all of your students writing intentionally, that is going to be the catalyst for change. And so it's really an exciting time. So if you want some support, I want to remind you to head to the show notes to grab your free sample of the writing prompts that connect to National Days. That is just something really fun that you can get implemented But also, I want you to check out my writing membership, Writing Made Simple, if you are interested in incorporating quick, easy, and engaging writing routines within your day. Now that we have tackled the challenges and have found time for writing and ways to sneak it in throughout the different content areas, we are going to dive into how we can make writing more fun in general for students in the classroom. So join me next week to gain some ideas that you can immediately take back to your classroom and implement. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at the Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.